0: The best way to get you going. Go, 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 go. This, this, this is VOC Breakfast with Gollum Fakir and Samira Sheikh only on the Voice of the Cape.
1: 7:30. Seven thirty is where we're at this. I always want to say one, minute. one. Oh, there we go. There. Seven thirty-one. Nicely done. Uh, is where we're at this morning. If you've just joined us, welcome into it. Good to have you in our company. Now, as we know, we're moving along to our next feature. Earlier on this week, we saw the Department of Basic Education releasing the twenty twenty Metric results, and the class of twenty twenty achieved a pass rate of seventy-six point two percent. And now universities across South Africa are preparing to welcome new students. For the 2021 academic year. But how exactly will the class of 2020, those who will be heading to university, be integrated into tertiary institutions? Joining us online to give us an update in terms of preparedness for the tertiary institutions and academic year for 2021 is University South Africa CEO, that is Professor Ahmed Bauer. Assalamu alaikum. Good morning and thank you so much for joining us
0: thank you for having me on the
1: program it is only a pleasure now firstly let's understand in terms of the registration process and for those uh, that will be uh, moving along into the 2021 academic year especially our matrix and our class of 2020 I mean what structures are in place at present
0: well, um uh, thank you so much. And I think there's a lot of concern about the preparedness of the universities uh, because of the pandemic and so on. Uh, so I, I think what we can say is that uh, all the protocols, you know, that were required, all the public health protocols that were required uh, to deal with the pandemic last year are all in place, of course. Uh, so that uh, that's a starting point, you know, that the uh, universities will do as much as they possibly can to keep students and staff safe during this time. Um, And and then secondly, um, universities will receive students back uh, starting around about the 8th of March. That's the first time entrance, around about the first 8th of March. And and going on in a staggered fashion until the first week in April. Um, And uh, and I think that what students will experience at universities, it will be different at different institutions. But predominantly, I think students will be engaging in uh, sort of blended learning, if you like. Uh, just, you know, some amount of face to face, but predominantly uh, using technology
1: if you like yeah. yeah we'll get to the blended learning in a moment but i just want to know in terms of you know in grade 11 ordinarily with your your final results in grade 11 you would then apply to universities get a provisional acceptance so to speak and now of course we saw the results for the matric class of 2020 being delayed by almost a month and a bit you know yeah. how has this impact universities and the registration process
0: so um So uh, what I can say is that the universities were all uh, aware of the release of the results on the 23rd of February, that the results would be released on the 23rd of February, and they've kind of geared themselves for, um, you know, for the selection, for the selection and registration process, uh, taking into account the delayed uh, release of results. Um, Having said that, of course, universities are also using other pieces of data, you know, that uh, that are provided to them by their schools and so on, and by the students. Uh, so there would already have been some level of pre-selection. But ultimately, of course, it would uh, depend on the performance of students in the NSC exams.
1: Mm. Now you know, at university, have the various faculties, especially for the first years, have had to relook at how you know the sort of courses will play out throughout the year in the various semesters, taking into consideration that there has been a bit of a delay in the start to the academic year. Mm.
0: No, I think that that's absolutely correct, and, and, and universities have you know reestablished all of the academic uh, calendars, if you like. I mean, so. Of course, is that unless we have some major shutdowns again, you know, due to COVID nineteen, uh, the universities are all geared to complete the academic year by the end of December. Um, so it will be a later finish, um, and more importantly, there'll be sort of realignments of vacations and so on. So. Um, Vacations won't normally take. There you know, won't be the time for vacations. If you like, they'll be shortened.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you know, for those that are well into their way with their exams, we saw you know a lot of class time and tutoring time um, that was lost in 2020. You know, how has yes, that yes. impacted students, especially in terms of completing those degrees, diplomas, etc.?
0: Yes, no, I think that you know the response that we're getting from universities is that. Um, is that the performance of students last year was at least on par with uh, kind of the results of students in previous years. Uh, and that's an indication of two things, I think. The one is that uh, you know, that the uh, sort of online remote learning and so on worked to some extent. But it also sort of demonstrates the kind of the capacity for students to be resilient and, uh, you know, to be quick on the uptake, if you like, with regard to the use of technology and so on. So, um, uh, you know, I think we're all hoping that we will return to face-to-face, you know, engagement soon, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, the role of the university is not just simply to get students through exams, you know, it's also mm. about, uh, you know, their overall development, if you like, you know, their social development and their, uh, their uh, emotional development and so on. So, Um, So I think it's really important that, uh, you know, that we get back as soon as we possibly can to Mm. having students fully back on campus.
1: Yeah. Prof, let's look at, you know, funding and finances for students, you know, coming to university. You know, is there a sort of, um, you know... Not, not privilege per se, um, but, you know, is there a way made for those who are, you know, have cash on hand, able to pay up their fees for the year compared to those that are still awaiting financial aid in terms of their acceptance at university?
0: Yeah, so, you know, we were pleased to hear from the finance minister uh, on the budget speech, you know, that uh, money will be found for students who qualify, to, who qualify for the NISPAS financial aid. Um, and I think what we 've heard this year from this first at least is that uh, the number of applications is way higher uh in comparison to previous years, and I think this is largely due to the impact of covid nineteen um, and already last year, something like sixty percent of the students uh, qualified for the financial aid uh, for the for the bursary, the bursary program if you like mm-hmm. um, so uh, so you know that's that's really important so it's really important for that to continue. Uh, having said that, I mean, I think that we still have a major problem uh, with regard to students in the missing middle. We just don't have a national system for, you know, for students who fall outside of the NISFAS bracket, uh, but who are unable to, um, you know, to afford. Uh, Uh, fees for universities
1: and Mm. And then just in terms of your understanding prof you know for those students that come from you know your rural areas your rural schools I mean we saw quite a few pieces um, you know of comments floating online stating that you know some of these kids have really excelled in their matric examinations Mm -hmm. however the comments that were doing the rounds were um, you know to the effect that they would love to study but they don't know where to get that finance from or how to fund um, their study You know, in your understanding, you know, is, for instance, NISFAS, etc., the education and information around student funding available to these students in rural areas?
0: Yeah, look, my understanding is that NISFAS reaches every school, Mm -hmm. you know, every high school. And and, and also it works through other agencies like the uh, National Youth Development Agency and so on. So, you know, one would hope, you know, that uh, every aspiring university student or, or or aspiring tvt college student uh, would have heard about the national financial aid scheme uh and so you know one just hopes that 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 is not an issue now um and and, and of course the uh, this was closed it's uh, uh it's kind of its application cycle you know sometime in november i think i'm mm-hmm. mistaken um uh, but but what we do know is that there's a much higher level of applications this year than in previous years
1: mm-hmm. now, of course, a little earlier on you alluded to you know the online space uh, utilizing you know online structures in order to get teaching dynast even you know at a tertiary level of course last year we saw a pretty much trial and error year in terms of figuring out what works and what doesn't work but we do know that internet and online facilities are still a privilege in many cases i mean you know for students at tertiary level you know how are they sort of navigating this space space, especially for those that don't have the privilege of access to wi-fi at home etc yeah so
0: um you know first of all let, let me just say that uh uh, at those institutions where students are not able to access, you know, where you have a large number of students who are not able to access the data and connectivity and so on, the likelihood is that those universities will bring the students onto the campus and, and for them to use blended learning facilities on campus. Uh, and I think each university will make that call with its students. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, and of course, you know, just with the experience of last year, mm. uh, it means that you know what what we do have is a lot of experience now with accessing data. Uh, students will have devices, especially those who are uh, this fast funded. You know, this was has already procured a significant number of devices, uh, which will be distributed uh, and so on. So, I think that we're in a better position this year than we were last year. Uh, and we also know you know uh, that uh, there will be students who are who cannot access the internet and so on mm-hmm. and that therefore they will uh you know they will reach out uh to those uh, that those universities will reach out to those students
1: and then in closing prof you know just a word of advice perhaps you know for those uh, metrics that will be heading into tertiary institutions uh, this year uh, of course it's not it's not teaching as usual it's not your 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 Jewish, yeah your tuts as usual you know everything has sort of changed um what sort of mindset should they have going into universities you know,
0: uh, you, you know i i i'm, I'm just uh, uh, so much in you know in wonder so much in the, uh, uh, in kind of admiration of the students of 2020, uh, 2020 as there you know, their, their resilience and their, their commitment and dedication, you know, just absolutely fantastic, you know, and they have to carry that through into their university studies.
1: Well, Professor Ahmed Bauer, we thank you for your time and joining us this morning. We do appreciate it. And all of the best to you and your team as well for the academic year of 2021. That was Professor Ahmed Bauer, the University of South Africa CEO, speaking to us this morning just for an update in terms of the preparedness for the 2021 academic year on a tertiary level. And of course, you know, how matrix will there um, be integrated into the system as well.